0: Welcome to Witch Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge World of Board Games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we race to scale lofty mountain heights while leaving no trace in Annapurna. Next up, we're putting cloak rooms next to mold rooms next to bottomless pits in our castles of Mad King Ludwig. And lastly, we immerse ourselves in the fast paced world of paleontology in Fossil. I'm your host, Celestia Angelis, here with my decades long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hi, let's game. And Mike Grinier. I need a hero.
1: Holding on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Our first game up this week is Anaperna. Leave No Trace Behind, designed by Rebecca Horowitz, published by Fiat Lucra in 2021. Number of players one to four, ages 12 and up, playtime 30 to 60 minutes. Okay, Mike, what's in this box?
1: The cover of the box shows a peaky purple mountain floating high amongst the clouds with four climbers' ropes dangling down to who knows where. <laughs> Inside, we find 72 mountain cards, three peak tokens, a deck of flag cards for scoring, and four climber meeples with a sheet of stickers. And that's what's in the box.
0: Well, before we tell you if this game reached its peak, Evan, scale the rules for us.
2: (laughs) Annapurna, you cooperate or compete with your fellow climbers to achieve balance on a treacherous, ever-changing mountain. As you explore your mountainside made of cards, you will encounter rockslides, yetis, and, well, a lot of danger. You're going to start with a deck of 18 mountain cards, laying 15 of them face down in a pyramid mountain, and keeping the rest in your backpack. Each card has a yin or a yang value of 1-4 to on it, as well as a special effect. To start the game, each player reveals a card in their bottom row, carries out the effect, then places their meeple on the card. On a turn, you explore an adjacent card on a non-lower level by flipping it over, carrying out its effects, and placing your meeple on it. Trade a card from your backpack with a card in your mountain, pacing the replace card in a cache, or hide a card, which is the same as trade, but on another player's mountain. If if your face-up mountain card have a balance of yin and yang, you can remove them from play, and that is what you want, trust me. Once you reach the mountain peak, you add to your cat, you add your cash to your hand and then you spend your turns doing either, well, nothing or dropping cards from your cash face up on the mountain to better balance your yin and yang and throwing cash cards into another player's mountain who then flips up one of your remaining face-down cards. So it's this constant sort of push and pull. In the competitive game where everyone's on the peak, players score three, two, and one flags based on who is most balanced, with ties being broken in favor of whoever ascended the mountain first. Play multiple rounds until someone collects nine flags and wins. In the cooperative game, you will end the game after everyone has scaled their mountain. And you will all win only if everyone has an even yin yang balance.
0: Yeah. Yep. And mm. and you make it on time. Woo. Yeah.
2: Right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, beat you know, race the clock.
0: <laughs> so yep. we played this game in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ed, where did we get the game? We got the copy of the game from PAX Unplugged. Uh huh. It was a review copy from PAX Unplugged. You guys mm-hmm. get to meet the designer?
1: We did. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. Um, they were actually there while I'm pretty sure it was the designer when we were playing. Like a, uh, they had a tournament for Annapurna going on there.
3: Ah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you guys think of the look of the game? Every card has a picture,
2: right? Yes. Yep. They do What'd have pictures. <laughs> um, I, I, it was you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the 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 uh, the font was easy to read. Yep uh determining uh wh- the value of a card whether it was a ying value one through four or yang value one through four was easy to determine
0: mm-hmm. yes the symbology was good mm-hmm. um it definitely looked like yin and yang yeah, and cause... it definitely was easy to understand i liked the little came with four little meeples i did like that i actually like that you put the stickers on yourself mm-hmm. that's kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah there's like definitely some debate
1: there's some debate out there whether it's good to Put the stickers on yourself or not. These ones were kind of fun sticking among them on the Meeple, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. The cards have a mix of different types of art. It's kind of like a sketch art. Some of it's computer, you know, um, clip arty. Mm. Um, they were definitely distinct and clear images. I'll give it that. Any yeah. other thoughts?
1: Well, I, I, the images to me were distinct and clear, but didn't really have to be. Uh, you know, the images really didn't play into much of what the the game was offering. Um, I, I thought the components were kind of on the budget side, just for from the cardstock perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, they were fair. they were sufficient. They were fair, right? They weren't the worst quality I've seen. Like they weren't like they didn't have little punch out edges on the actual shuffleable cards or anything <laughs> bad right, like that. Right, right, right. You
2: know, <clears throat> and, and the drawings yeah, themselves, themselves were perforated. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, right. Yeah, the drawings themselves were okay. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you got the gist of kind of what this card was telling you, sort of the like don't poke the yeti and there's a yeah, right? sleeping Yeti sleeping mm-hmm. on the ground in, in the snow. So it, it was okay. You know, nothing great, but nothing terrible either. Uh-huh. Okay,
0: and we also played the cooperative version. Now I do want to talk mm-hmm. about competitive in a little while, but let's talk about the cooperative version we played first. How, Ed, how do you think co op worked?
3: Well, Pretty much, you're on the clock. Everybody has to go up and learn their mountain and where they are on the balance scale. And you're trying to figure out how to get up somewhat efficiently, but also figuring out where their yin and their yang balance is. Mm -hmm.
1: What
0: did you guys think of the theme of yin and yang in this game? Did it make sense for mountain Mm -hmm. climbing?
1: I mean, I've done some climbing, and a lot of the climbers that I know are definitely there's a spiritual aspect to climbing for a lot of people. You know mm-hmm. that that, that so sense. like finding your balance. I mean, is important. I guess so. Thematically, I thought it was a good idea. Um, I didn't see. I it did really, too. Yeah,
0: I did too. I liked. I actually did see the theme playing in. I mean, you know, you want to be careful what you do on the mountain and. You know, in the competitive game, you can really mess with other people by playing nasty things like pickpocket or confusion at the airport, Mm -hmm. that type of stuff Mm -hmm. that causes their climb to be not as pleasant. Mm. And I I thought that made sense, made sense to me. And and it gave me a lot of things to think about regarding climbing because I don't climb. Mm. So, Mike, Uh as you said, uh, here Uh I am imagining that type (laughs) of climber, right? That Uh climber that... Is chill and spiritual, yeah. and uh-huh. and this gave me a a framework for what they might be experiencing or thinking about.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought that was nice. You know, I thought it was thematically a nice touch. But
0: like, I never gave thought to climbing at all, ever, oh, or what yeah. climbers were like. So yeah, you got to be in the gave zone, so
1: you're not terrified. I think yeah, sort of <laughs> well, <that's true. laughs> yeah. But it gave me a little. It, it, mm-hmm. it put me in their world a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I I, I definitely agree that some of the cards were like thematically on point there but but as the gameplay was concerned it has it interacted with the theme it's kind of like weird to be on the third like ascent part of the mountain and then you have confusion at the airport happen to you or you know what i mean it's just kind of weird <laughs> okay wait i'm gonna give
0: you a scenario where that makes sense right you okay, ready <laughs> okay all right i'm ready i'm ready
1: <laughs>
0: honestly you probably would have checked on the ground but yeah, let's say right. there was confusion at the airport you thought you had your type of carabiner but when you pulled out your carabiner oh. it was a different type or Uh-oh. something like that you that know? would be so,
1: terrifying yeah. and bad <laughs>
0: or oh. you put on a different boots because you were you didn't have the right boots but you put them on at the beginning of the day because the airport screwed you over and finally on the third level of the mountain it caught
1: up to you you know oh no the boots really weren't as good as i'd hoped yeah, yeah you know? my lucky climbing shoes are yeah. like there nah. <laughs> yeah all right sure yeah my chalk bag i didn't need to pull it out yet until <laughs> i get that high up and i'm like oh no they're still at the airport you know whatever i, I can see that all right all right i'll right, uh i'll loosely <laughs> give that one i'll concede i'll concede
0: <laughs> yeah um, that that was i didn't have an issue with that yeah uh, but the but it was a little tricky. Okay, here's the toughest part of playing a co-op, I think. Mm. If you have different player types, mm. you can really get messed up. Because I'm a <laughs> type of person who mm. wants to get going, right? Let's yeah, get up this mountain. Go, go, go. And then Mike might be the kind, let's explore a little bit. Or Ed, forget it. Right. Ed just wants it. Well Ed is probably pretty good at balancing, but Mike really likes to explore. And if I if one player wants to go straight up the mountain, the rest of you have to keep up or we'll we won't win.
1: I mean, right. have you ever looked at your Christmas tree and like saw a bunch of, you know, wrapped presents and you just want to open those presents and open them all (laughs) yeah Yeah, like that like you have face down cards those are unwrapped those are wrapped presents okay that's all i'm saying
2: (laughs) except not all the cards are good some of these cards set you back and skip turns yeah other things so yeah not everything is i'd say
1: almost half or more even would be like negative
2: Right, so so that should be a a barrier or a deterrent from wanting to uh-uh. <laughs> flip over with more cards. <laughs> but 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 you sort of are forced to. It's because yeah. of the yin yin yang balance that you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Look, you know, you, you have to turn cards over in order uh-huh. to try to reveal the correct balance of cards you need right. in order to get those out of the gameplay. Yeah.
3: yeah well, one thing I noted with the co op game as far as the timing go, the clock didn't seem to start. Until somebody gets to the top, mm-hmm. right? Which seems to say that we could all take our own time getting up. Mm. And yeah. that, thats the one part I, I wasn't so sure. It's like, well, what if we all decided to go, you no, know, slow up the mountain and then, oh, you no, know, basically right, like explore everything. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, I, I wonder where the challenge would be there. Where, you no, know, one player at least puts in the clock. Okay, now now I feel the at least a little pressure.
1: I think they might have thought about a little bit about that during playtesting because I could tell there was a couple of cards that said you have to ascend next turn. <laughs> right. You, know, you can't go you can't go laterally, you have to go vertical. So and, and I yeah.
3: did encounter a couple of cards with mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I was one of the first to get up to
1: the top. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well Celeste was racing to the top, but I think that <laughs> overall, like um, she, and she chose the side of the mountain which gave yeah. her kind of less other options i was to like i'm like just take. going yeah. up
0: the side <laughs> right
1: <laughs> which in, in one way i'd say it's a good choice right because if you have less cards revealed there's less likely a chance that you'll get all yin you and you're know gonna I mean? miss <laughs> that
0: you're gonna unbalance your right. mountain too much yeah, yeah. you
1: kind of see like if you if you but if you go up two spaces and you have all yin and like five symbols of yin then you should take your time you know because then you got to try to find a way to balance it
0: Nope. Eh, you guys can help
1: me balance when <laughs> taking <top>, right? <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, we'll take yeah. our time and get to the top and look down on us.
2: Yeah, that <laughs> clock starts. You have three rounds, basically, in which you have to, um, when the first player, and this is in the co-op, so the first player gets to the peak, the three-round countdown starts, mm-hmm. okay? And before it runs out, the next player has to get up there, and the, as soon as the next player gets up, that three-round countdown count restarts for that player with that player
1: right so you're actually better off getting there close to but not exactly at the same time you know yeah
2: Yeah, and if one person is going to kind of slow walk it you know to try to stretch out the clock you run the risk of hitting of as you try to get up that mountain oops lose a turn oh that didn't work out well i'm just gonna say that there are lose a turn
3: cards (laughs) up there so that can mess with your timing oh my god timer
0: yeah And I'm not sure we were able to convey how much balancing is important here. So yin and yang is everything in this game and every single, well, not every single card. A lot of the cards have yin and yang and you have to have the exact same number of yin to yang and everybody in co-op works together to get that yin yang going Mm -hmm. so that, but believe me, it is a confusing, uh, Challenge to try with your limited ability to move cards around, and mm-hmm. you have a very limited ability to move cards with each other and trade back and forth in a very specific way to to exactly balance everybody's mountain. That was tricky. We were mm-hmm. down to the wire. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think
3: mm-hmm. the big trick there was whenever you know threw a card onto somebody else's mountain. They had to return to favor by flipping over yes. one of your cards. Right. It right. didn't really feel like a favor most of the time, <laughs> unless you knew what those cards were.
2: Right. Right. So the con, so concentration. If you're familiar with that game, mm. uh, that aspect comes into play in this game. You need to mm-hmm. be able to remember where what cards you had revealed or peeked at, and um, so that you know the correct one. If you have to flip over a card, if you're forced to return that favor, flip on a card in your mountain. That you're going to flip the right the right mm. one. It also yeah. means paying attention to everyone's mountain. You know, I can't just pay attention to my own. I got to kind of remember what Mike's got, what Celeste mm-hmm. has. Yep.
0: Yep. Helping yep. out somebody else to balance their mountain can can have the negative result of unbalancing your own mountain.
2: Yep. And that's why I felt the theme definitely informed play. This this was exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> climbing a mountain is go. no yeah. small thing. And I think <laughs> yeah. another
3: co op theme here where they said. Set your level of communication to whatever you want, and that is very much scale with the game. Because imagine trying to do—we talked a lot during the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Imagine now, no, no talking. I don't even um, know. We couldn't how have done, done that. Either, you you know, can, we we have to remember four at
2: least not yeah. on our First, we would have failed. died on the
1: mountain the first time. Of yeah. It. yeah, easily. We'd have to remember all four mountains boards. so mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't even remember my own without a notebook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, and just a, a final note on the competitive piece, I, I really wish we had had an opportunity to play competitive. I think it would have been a bit more fun because you can actually, the re, you get to manipulate your own mountain a little bit more in that one, mm-hmm. in that you can put cards on your own mountain, which you can't in co-op. In co-op, you can only put them on other people's mountains. Right. Being able to put cards from your hand to your mountain could have helped you balance a lot easier also messing with other people by throwing cards without their permission onto their mountain could have really messed them up. Oh, at grief. I think yeah. would have been fun.
2: Grief.
3: And, and that would truly bring, I think, the race aspect to it too a little mm-hmm. bit too now. It's like, okay, who, whoever gets has to get up there first with the best balance. Because mm-hmm. if getting up there first doesn't necessarily win if you're not the most balanced as well. Right.
0: Okay explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Annapurna, leave no trace
1: Mike well, the uh, the premise of Zen mountain climbing sounded pretty interesting um but the components didn't really sell that theme to me. There was a puzzle to be solved there for sure and in the co-op but I and we didn't play the the at your throats version of this, so I can't say for sure, but for now, at least for the co-op version, I'd bury it
2: Evan. Annapurna. It's an abstract game with a rule set that requires concentration. Although the game is not the most intuitive, it does offer some interesting strategies to explore. And as we said, we played the co-op version. I would like to play the competitive version hmm. to try it out. And the only way to do that is to, well, not bury it. So pick <laughs> it up. Yeah. Ed? Um, I can understand the art style coming at a small indie
3: game, but Like Mikey, it didn't particularly draw me in. Uh, I do feel we only scratched the surface of this game with the co-op mode on easy. But there could be some interesting dynamics in the competitive mode. So for that, like Evan, I'll give it a light dig so I can try that.
0: I liked the pacing of this game. Yeah, the art could use improvement. I get that it's an indie game. Um, But I did like the pacing. I liked the theme. Um, I have never played a game with this theme before, and I did feel that theme informed play. I do want to earn flags, which you can only <laughs> mm-hmm. do on competitive. So I mm-hmm. will dig it up to play again. I, I'd like cool. to try a tournament. Maybe I'll run into one at a.
3: Mm. At a they kind, did have a tournament at the WBC. Yeah, oh, how yeah. Did, ah. were you, did you have
0: it? So I am digging it up. Ed, did you see the tournament at all?
3: I wasn't actually there during the tournament. But that's or interesting. Must have been in that a different they run. They're pushing tournaments for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, have you climbed any mountains? We want to know. We are at Witch Game First. Give us a shout on all social media. Hey, guys. What's going on with Witch
2: Game First? Monday nights, as you know, is Witch Game First, a board game podcast, live gameplay night, eight o'clock East Coast time, United States. We are on our social media. And we are testing out a new game on one of the various board game websites. Board Game Arena, Yukata, occasionally. Ooh, what's the Yucata. other one? That, yeah, and, and uh, even... Um, table- board Game
0: Design Simulator? That what's one it called, that? Yeah. Tabletop, <laughs> tabletop, tabletop, tabletop Simulator. Tabletop Simulator. Boy, it's been a long time since we played T- TTS. So we have, game, to, we have to get back is, to that. Yeah, it is so hard to play on that interface. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes you... It makes you kata look simple. So. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I like it because I can move Mike's pieces around for me. that's Aye, what I hate about it. Pieces. My favorite feature about. Well, that. today is
0: Monday, guys. Uh, when we're recording this, what's our game tonight?
3: Uh, tonight we are playing canvas on board game canvas cool. canvas nice. by the nice. time
0: you hear this uh, it'll be out and you can watch canvas whatever happens happens that's <laughs> we don't, it's our future and your past check it out right now <laughs> <laughs> that's on YouTube. there you go <laughs> what else is going on pax hey. unplugged is coming up oh snap yeah. that's right whoa i cannot wait uh, I know that Mike and Ed will be repping which game first
2: while yep, there. Yep. Evan, Probably. may. Yep. Evan, yep. Uh, high probability. Ooh. Evan will be there for at least part Ooh. of the part of the it. convention. It I have it cool on life. my schedule.
1: Nice, that's a happy surprise oh, to me too. That's
2: hopefully, cool. other life events will not get in the way this year. Mm-hmm. Like Lovely. I got, I had like the flu last day. year. Yeah. Oh you know, God. You
1: please
0: no no Ed, uh, Ed and Mike I, I don't think it's written in stone yet but it is likely we will be doing a learn and play so mm-hmm. if you're a fan come work, and check work, it out live we working
3: with the, uh, the event manager to figure out what the schedule will be for that awesome
0: yeah. awesome um, and if you want to get more information on how to design your own board games such a wealth of knowledge can be gotten from our board game design conference. You can go to that website, boardgamedesignconference.com, and just for ten dollars, get access to every single video, uh, with featuring industry professionals with lots of great information about designing your own board games. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah,
1: and if, uh, just one more thing about PAX Unplugged, too, when I'm there. I'm going to be spending my free time, a lot of it anyway, in the prototype room. So if you have a game, you want some feedback from Ooh. us, you know, I will definitely be there to drop some, drop some knowledge, play the game and just have fun with you guys. Protospiel. So Protospiel. Yeah.
0: Seriously, that is like Mike's favorite. favorite That's my spin. favorite thing to do. That's his I've hang. It really is. Yeah. Yep. So he would love to see you there. If you want to, if you want to come by and say hi, you'll see us. Uh, hats, vests, shirts. Mm-hmm. We'll all say which game first. And uh if you want to become a patron of this show, just go to our website and click on become a patron today for $3 a month. You'll get access to our patron only podcast. Bonus peer, bonus peer, peer, points. Bonus points. <laughs> that we record live and you can get access to our live recording as we record it as well or catch it in your podcast feed later. Thank you everybody for listening.
2: Thank you all. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you. Our next game up this week is Castles of Mad King Ludwig Collector's Edition yeah. Actually, Royal Collector's royal, Edition right? yeah. <laughs> I
1: wanna be Royal
0: <laughs> Designed by Ted Alsbach, published by Bezier Games in 2022, number of players 1 to 5, ages 13 and up, playtime 60 to 90 minutes Kabam! Alright Mike, what's in the gigantic box?
1: The cover of the box shows a huge but unassuming moonlit castle perched on a hilltop nestled in a dense pine forest. Get ready, y'all, because there's a lot of stuff here. Mm. All right. <laughs> inside, we find a scoreboard slash tile display, five player foyers, 31 king's favors. Those are bonus tiles. 178 room tiles, 80 metal coins of gold and silver, and... 55 room cards, 34 bonus cards, a wooden first-player castle. That's huge. Huge. Uh, Five score marker swans. That's right, swans. Uh, Five green plastic tile and card display trays. Those are awesome. Um, Then there's a moats expansion, which gives you five Barbican tiles and ten moat tiles. There's the swans expansion, which has 40 swan tokens and the Secret Passages expansion, which has 15 secret passage tiles, <laughs> and the Royal Decree expansion with 36 Royal Decree cards, and last but not least, the Towers expansion with eight tower tiles and eight unique 3D giant awesome color towers. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, and that is what's in this box. <laughs> Good luck lifting it. Oh my god, it's awesome. Yeah. Well,
0: before we tell you if His Majesty approves... Evan,
2: present the rules. Castles of Mad King Ludwig is a tile placement game in which you're attempting to build the best castle in the kingdom of Ludwig the Mad, I suppose. (laughs) Each, Each round, players will buy the plans for rooms from a community pile of seven rooms. There are also hallways and staircases available to purchase as well. Each round, one player is the master builder players the other players will pay the master builder for those room plans and hallways and staircases that they purchase and the master builder itself will actually pay the bank if they have if they're going to build anything build your castle room by room and collect victory points and other bonuses for the rooms that you start to build and more points for rooms upon completion organize your plans carefully adding the best possible adjacent room will yield the best rewards A room is considered complete when all of its passageways have been incorporated into the rest of the castle. Personal goal cards and king's favors will yield game-ending victory points, and the player with the most of them ends up with a lifetime favor from a very mad king. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> which i don't know is that a good thing or a bad thing oh
1: yeah Could no. be just awesome. just keep building <laughs> rooms just keep building rooms <laughs> we don't want to lose our head <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly he wants a cheese room he gets a damn cheese room <laughs> build me a beheading room Oh
0: man. i'm sorry I'm sorry, your majesty, the guillotine is back ordered. <laughs>
2: <Yeah. laughs> you know, hard to get these
1: parts nowadays. Yeah, but we do have a cozy servants' quarters that we could put up right away. <laughs> right next to
0: the
2: mold room.
1: Oh. <laughs> and the bottomless pit. Oh yeah. Every no house is completely. And you know bottomless it's bottomless pit. unless you've gone down there. Yeah. Oh. I, I never uh, get so any that's that's recon back from the bottomless pit, yeah. so how do I know it's bottomless? That's right. <laughs> exactly. We just
0: have to guess. Oh, yeah, well, don't tell Mad King. Ludwig. Send the I'll gesture. I'll take down your there. word for it. Yeah. Yes, Your Majesty. We verified. It is in fact bottomless. <laughs>
3: well, <if you> don't <laughs> know that the bottom, yeah, therefore right. it's bottomless, because you don't know there's a bottom. That's a lose lose. Neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, That's a lose lose. Bottom It is
1: lose lose. If you report back that there's a bottom somewhere, then you've ruined his you know chance of having a cool bottomless pit. And if you never come back, you're dead. And <laughs> it's not
2: King Ludwig the sane. It's the Mad King, Mad, Mad King, King Ludwig. Ludwig. So yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Yep. That's why you're but all sweating. it did make some very nice
3: castles, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, yeah.
0: okay, let's talk about that. Uh-huh. All right, first, the look of the game. Oh, all right, yeah. so we played this live. We played Ed's Royal Edition. Oh, of it was course. royal. It yeah. was quite royal. That weighed about 10,
2: epic. 12, 15 pounds, that box. Heavy. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, the pieces were extremely luxe. Everything was... Thick mm-hmm. and luxurious, and beautiful, and colorful, and metal, yep. and uh-huh. you know it's, all that good stuff.
3: And it's um, all
1: organized in these wonderful game trays. Yeah, the, the box trays alone were just awesome. Even the the little towery, like different heighted, like uh, places to put the different shaped room tiles in was also really awesome looking mm-hmm. too. And it fit right into the the board. The score tracker was kind of weaving its way through the, all that stuff to make it look like a path. Okay, yeah. okay.
0: The score. All right. Since you since you brought it up, uh-huh, uh-huh. the score tracker was equal parts clever, uh-huh. very clever, beautiful, mm-hmm. and hard as
1: hell to use. It was a little tough to use. I totally because get it you're kind of it.
0: super it, tricky.
2: Yeah, it snakes in and out of the rest of the game board, mm-hmm. so. You know your your swan, which is your marker for your score, can is like hidden, not always in your view.
1: Right. So like, where am I and what number? (laughs) And I have to
2: reach and kind of look around. So yeah, yeah.
1: that was an artist choice, not a clarity choice for sure. (laughs) Oh,
2: definitely. Um, Yeah, it's very artistic, and it
3: kind of needs seeing a little swan women around the board.
0: Really cool. Really, I mean, if you have to have a windy scoreboard, it Mm -hmm. was a very cool idea. Yeah. It was. It felt like a flow. All that good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and the it, swans
1: it, were adorable. Get every number on there too. At least it wasn't oh, just every for, fifth. Foreshadowing. Number. Foreshadowing yeah, uh-huh, for the yeah, last little, game. We'll have to <laughs> yeah, save it, Mike. We'll save talk it. about that later. But I'm just saying, <laughs> it's good to have every single number on a, a windy track like that. Here, for here. sure. For sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, So yes, the the score was very unique, and the cards were really interesting. Now, mm. let's talk about gameplay
1: mm-hmm.
0: i mean you know mm-hmm. we've established this is a great looking game right um okay so can we first talk about the iconography
1: Ooh. well so. let's get that out of the way yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah probably the most difficult part of this game yeah. i would say definitely yeah. challenging, the most very challenging right? but mm-hmm. It
3: might have been good to spend a few minutes explaining that to beginning of the game rather than jumping right into Ed, it. Ed,
0: you explained it ten <laughs> times. Yeah, it yeah. Was I was to explain <laughs>
3: everything here. I just like jumped right into it, and like, what? but was, Ed, like, wait, you wait, explained
0: wait. it, and it was still so anti-intuitive. Yeah, that's that. The thing. Even after explaining it several times, it was still very, very hard to
1: keep it in your
2: head. Yeah, we had to be kept being reminded throughout the game of how exactly that function worked.
1: Yeah, because of the use function. of color. Yeah, right, the use of color was weird, right? Because like not it, just
0: color, the yeah. use of redundant symbology. Not yeah. redundant, duplicate, duplicate symbology, meaning symbols that meant different things depending on where they were located. Yes, yeah. Same exactly. symbol, uh-huh. same symbol, different location means something different. Yep. That's a problem for a particular uh I, for having a
3: token. Yep. Well, to go into it a bit further, each room had a small symbol in the lower left corner that indicated the type of the room. Also, for flavor, (laughs) there was a general Mm -hmm. color that's associated with each room type. And that color is is very present in each of the art of the room, once you you understood that. Mm -hmm. But prominently in the middle of these um, tiles is the bonuses that this room will give, which doesn't necessarily represent what this room currently is, mm-hmm. so you might see like, oh, it has a a, a nice uh, big tree in the middle. So this is a tree, or oh, no? This is actually a living room. Yeah. It gets bonuses
2: for being next to trees. Yeah, right. right. It's the adjacency mm-hmm. that counts. In- so
0: imagine this, okay, people. Imagine this: <laughs> the room is not a tree room, but it has a giant tree on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs>
1: right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes,
0: but it is in fact a cup room. Right? Which yeah. has a tiny cup in the lower left corner. Right, a
2: food room. Mm-hmm. So the right.
0: thing that it isn't mm-hmm. is actually larger than the thing that it is. Yeah. So yes. So that was not super easy to cat- right. wrap your head around. Right. Mm-hmm. So, So yeah. in that regard,
1: no. Well, the um, adjacency picture too, like if the room had bricks in it, there was a brick wall between the number of mm-hmm. value and the thing that you get points for having adjacent to it. But, like, in a, in a stone room, it looked totally different. It looked like two pieces of stone with a walkway between it. But it meant the same thing as the brick one in the other room.
3: Yes. Well, all the, the solid, the, the red brick one meant that if it's adjacent in any way, with the one with the little dark. No, passageway. Adjacent through a doorway. It's connected to by a passageway. Right,
1: like right. A Yeah, right. There was a difference between adjacency <laughs> uh, with a doorway that matched and adjacency without other a Other side of the wall, yeah. basically. Yeah, other side and then the if wall. there was
3: no wall in there, that means if it, anywhere in the castle.
0: So right. you can see that there is a lot <laughs> Of very minute differences and minutiae here on every single tile. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. just as an idea, there is no less than on one tile, no less than one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight little icons, <laughs> all trying to nine sorry, nine icons trying to identify nine different things mm-hmm. that 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 is going on with, about, or next to this particular <laughs> tile.
2: Yeah.
0: So, yeah, whew, yeah. That's the trickiest part.
2: Mm-hmm. And we didn't even play the most complex version of the game. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. gets we more and complex than that. Yeah. I
3: did not include all the expansions in this playthrough, which, of course, confused some people because you'll see little swans in some quarters. Yeah. So what does that mean? mean? Nothing. It's nothing. Nothing. Well, we're I, not had, playing, I had a expansion.
0: bonus card that told me I could get more points with moats, so yeah. I'm waiting for moats to come out for half the game. <laughs> yeah. And then I real and then Ed tells me that we're not playing with the moat expansion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are <a> moatless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You still came out ahead, though, Celeste. Uh, somehow. Oh so gosh, yeah. yes, yeah. you did. Right in the end, those bonus cards were worth a lot because you collected yeah. a bunch of them. Even if you, that one, you perform not the well best in thing. these
2: games, Celeste. That's been my Take yeah,
1: on, the, re, on these. Yeah.
2: You definitely perform well, even even through those kinds of struggles of the iconography, which I totally get. In the well, end, you, you still work it out, working to understand
3: them because you wanted to know where the bonus points were coming from. Yeah, of course. Ex- yeah.
0: yeah, No, absolutely. So le- let us say we we go we get past the iconography. So we've moved past the iconography. <laughs> we finally. Finally, halfway through the game, really kind of it's starting to gel because it will, it will eventually. Yeah, it does gel, gel eventually mm-hmm. if you're gonna if you're gonna commit to the game, um, it will gel. And, you, and let's talk about actually building these rooms. So, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: so um, what did you guys think of the the mechanics of the game?
3: Well, I think the big one is the master builder. He gets to set the prices for everything each turn. I'm like. What? Yeah, all that all the is so much power, tiles, but you yeah. get to pick last. Yeah, and
0: who's the master builder, Ed?
3: Well, one person the master builder rotates
1: every mm-hmm. round. He's mm-hmm. going to
3: be basically the
1: last player that round. Yeah, so you have to be smart about how you set it up because you want people to spend the maximum amount of money for the tiles they're getting because you get the money. So if you set up stuff where everything is cheap. Well, you're not going to get much money for it.
3: Right, right, right. <laughs> but if you right. price thing too expensive, you might not get anything because they go, oh, I'm not going to pen 10 grand for yeah. that. Yeah, it's a- not really that worth it.
0: And you have to figure out a way to price what you want, oh, high enough so yeah. nobody else wants it, but low right. enough so that it doesn't kill you to buy it. Right. right.
2: But the master
1: builder selects last.
2: Right. So, so you got to
1: make sure that the, it's a tricky balance to get it. Right it is. In the right spot.
0: That was fun, though. That yeah. wasn't complicated or hard or anything. That was fun because yeah. it's only like five pieces. So you only have to seven. set seven. OK, so you set the price for seven items. And yeah, then yeah. and it's fun. And it's and, and they have a nice organized spot to put them in. And then and the prices are already written on the board. So you just have to place the pieces under a price. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. that was fun and simple, I thought. Yep.
1: Yeah, and the longer the piece sets out there and not bought, it, every turn it acquires like one thousand like money on it. So, you know, it could be it could give back three thousand to the person who buys it. And if it's on the one thousand spot, you're gonna earn two thousand bucks sure. and mm-hmm. keep the property. Yeah. So,
3: um, and, and just to be clear, we're talking in thousand because that is the lowest quantity. Very Yu like here. Yeah, oh yeah, everything's in thousands. Everything's ten thousands,
1: yeah. 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 Right. So I mean, for me, I, I saw that there was stuff that had value and whatever when it matched up with each other. I just wanted to build a scary vampire castle. <laughs> so <laughs> I, my first, my first thing I built was a staircase down into the basement, and my first like four or five rooms were connected to the basement room, and they were stuff like you know, the knight armor room or you know the uh, the the crypt <laughs> was down mm-hmm. there. You know, I was, and but Ed actually had a bonus card in his hand that he was trying to collect. Basement cards because they actually gave him two extra points for each one that he played at the end of the game. So I kept swiping his basement <laughs> cards just because I yeah, wanted my I'm castle like, to be there too. Like, oh, yeah. What do you yeah. have
3: a bonus card for that? Because I no, have that bonus. You have that card. Bonus. what do you do
1: Basement. <laughs> no, I just wanted to. I just wanted to scare vampire cool. It's I'm
2: taking my basement.
1: And yeah. of course you took the ne- necropolis necropolis like, okay. yeah my upstairs yeah. room my biggest upstairs room necropolis <laughs> yeah I mean but, okay Mikey going on theme here yeah. <laughs> they have some funny rooms the cheese room the mold room like, <laughs> yeah. you know. the so bottomless pit. Bottom yeah. pit obviously <laughs> yeah. which is yeah. a dead end which is cool because it closes a room off and well it you know it helps to close off a room and a hallway yeah. so you can go a separate direction after that
3: and on that point I think The room, the little tiles are very nicely, um, had art that's very detailed. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a lot of time to appreciate the art. Uh, I was so busy
0: just trying to arrange my rooms in Mm -hmm. in the right way. In looking at the pictures later, like pictures online of the game, Mm -hmm. you're like, wow, they put a lot of work into these tiny little Yeah, Yeah.
1: It's very colorful. There's so much detail in this game and you don't know where to look. I mean, it's really nice. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I. But yes, there's so much symbology on the mm-hmm. on the each piece mm-hmm. that's actually covering the really nice art. I had zero time for the art.
1: Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> just while I was trying to figure out the iconography
0: right. and where to place the door entrances and stuff. Yeah. And I am really glad, guys, that I did not go down into that basement. It was cutthroat <laughs> down there. I know. Oh yeah. yeah. Everyone was
2: in the basement. Three and and the four of us. Not me. I just liked yeah. it. <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry Pove.
1: <laughs> oh man i i
0: let okay let's talk a little bit um okay so we talked about the score the scoreboard mm-hmm. which was okay um what did you guys think of we talked a little bit about those bonus cards but mm-hmm. i really thought that the custom vp cards those bonus those cards for your bonuses Basically, that was where all the points were.
1: So a good chunk of points tip down Tip to there everybody. For sure. Pay
0: attention to those yeah. from the
1: beginning. Yeah, I ignored one of them because the, the uh, utility-type rooms was one of the cards I had. I didn't get a single one because they just didn't fit in with my theme.
0: <laughs> and you can actually get more of those cards as you go That's
2: along. That's key. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I probably should have done that. I I, I strayed away from those rooms because it's like, eh, you know, Well, what if I start picking cards that aren't going to be of good use to me. It felt like it was a gamble. Mm. But mm-hmm. the payoff, actually, I think, was probably higher than I realized.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, let's talk really quick. Oh, I'm sorry, Ed. Did you have one thing to say?
3: Oh, well, nothing other than the the different types of room also had different numbers of equity. And yes. that was important. For sure. Because you get a bonus for, closing for completing rooms. a room. Completing mm-hmm. the rooms. That's, that's right. What I was, that's what mm-hmm. I want
0: to talk about, those room completion bonuses. Yeah. From, so they I, some of them were awesome and some of them stunk so it was like <laughs> so, so it was it was wild how different it was to uh the room closing value
1: yeah i think that some of those rooms though closing them the the maybe the value of what you got for closing them wasn't as high but i think sometimes they played into a you know a a scoring theme that you're trying to get and sometimes it was just an easy room to close so you weren't getting a huge bonus for closing it
0: well no mm. i didn't see any difference in the type of room closing because there's plenty of food rooms that have like seven entrances and plenty that have one right yeah but the food
1: rooms are extra turn if you close i know that's what i'm (laughs) saying (laughs) closing
0: the food rooms was insanely valuable while as closing a sleeping room was almost useless
1: yeah the sleeping (laughs) rooms have two entrances right so you just need to close one end of a lot of them did Uh, but also you're it's to some people too it might be of of good value to look at the whole stack of tiles in a certain stack and rearrange them because it'll get you'll definitely get the other things you're trying to get into play to the top and have a chance to buy them. So I, wasn't I terrible. imagine
3: that that particular bonus gets more important the better you know the game because you start looking for a specific tile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the tile exists or hope it exists and you
1: want it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, because getting a, a card, getting a bonus tile, like getting a tile on the board that says every time you play this kind of tile... You get two points, one point, whatever. Getting those out early makes a big difference because then you Mm. can trigger them three, four times, you know, instead. So it does have value. It's just kind of one of those invisible values, you know. You have Mm -hmm. to have a plan behind using that. Yep. Okay,
0: explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Collectors edition. Well, Royal Collectors Edition. Royal Collectors Edition. (laughs) Evan?
2: Castles of Mad King Ludwig. It uh, looked great. It played well, even better than that other Mad King Ludwig game that we played <laughs> yeah. and reviewed. This game has great replayability, and it's fun to see your creation as you build it. Hmm. Perhaps the only drawback was the downtime between turns, but other than that, it was fun and challenging. So, dig it up. Ed? Ed? It combines a form of drafting with money management and a
3: spatial puzzle to work out. <laughs> to production it perhaps maybe it's a little excessive, but <laughs> no it's a way. royal game <laughs> and I love how it looks on my table. So I'll dig this up to move
1: one pond again. Mike. The game allowed me to have fun kind of doing a little role play in my own head, creating a narrative that would force somebody to go through the mold room to get to their sleeping chambers. (laughs) Uh, The scoring was a little clunky, like with the symbology and how you scored it, but um, the high quality components and a really fun gameplay really sold me on this one. So dig it up.
0: Okay. So, so. uh oh, first yeah. off, I don't think I've ever heard Ed call production value excessive on a I game know, before, <laughs> right? I was kind of surprised
1: by that. Well, he said it was a little excessive. A little. I said a little. <laughs> of course, you hedged. Uh,
0: so, all right, this isn't normally my type of game. Um, this particular game with um, these mechanics, uh, this was a particularly thick version of this type of resource management game. So it's very complicated, um, not for newbies. Uh, if I was going to play a very thick game like this, and this is your style, this you cannot beat this game. You can't. It's an excellent version of this type of game. So for those people that like it, I am definitely digging it up. Nice. Yeah, it It. It is a nice and fun game. Um, But again, I warn those of you (laughs) that are are not into this this level of resource management. Um, But yeah, it's a dig up for its kind. Okay. Have you been to King Ludwig's castle (laughs) or any other castle? We want to know. (laughs) (laughs) We are at which game first on all social media. Okay, guys, our last game up this week is Fossil, designed by Klaus Palesk, uh, published by Rio Grande Games in
2: 1998. Ooh, Fossil indeed.
0: Yeah, number of players, 2 to 6, ages 10 and up. Playtime, 20 to 40 minutes. All right, Ma, uh, Mike, what's in this <laughs> old box?
1: The cover of the box is a depiction of an ancient Ammonite fossil busted into nine equal-sized parts on a stark black Bust. backdrop. Busted. Um, inside, we discover 81 fossil tiles, eight player tiles, a board, and four player score cubes. And anything else in there? And, that's, and there's two selection stones, too, which are very important. And two and rule books. And so, and 17 (laughs) rule books. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what's in the box.
0: Well, before we tell you how well this game survived all the years, Evan, uncover the rules for us.
2: Fossil is a set collection card game where players are competing paleontologists trying to make as complete a set as possible of several fossils. The board, <clears throat> the board is a 9x9 nine nine grid laid out with a random bunch of fossil pieces. Players take turns moving one of two stones across the board to a location where they want to pick up a, a fossil piece. Each fossil consists of nine pieces, and as soon as the ninth piece of a fossil is collected, it is scored. You score the number of tiles you collected of that fossil times the point value of the tiles. If you have no pieces of that fossil once it's completed, then negative points will ensue. (laughs) (laughs) Play continues continues until there are no more legal moves, and the paleontologist with the most points is the winner, whose name is then forever set
1: in stone. (laughs) Nice, Ah, nice, nice. nice. There you go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, yet another game that we played in person.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, we did.
0: Uh, we got to touch these lux, super lux components. <laughs> oh my gosh!
2: Yes, wow. actually,
0: Mike, you did the punching. I did. This I game did, was so fresh; it was it wasn't even punched. So, uh, so un- it was
2: unpunched. Uh, yeah. Understand? This is a 1998 game. Okay, mm-hmm. that I that I picked up. You used in a sense, but it was brand new. Yeah. So somebody bought it, never played it, and. So we had we, yeah. we had to punch. Mike punched all the components. And uh, you can see our video about that on uh, Instagram. Oh, yeah, that's
1: true. We did do a little mm-hmm. video of that. Yeah. <laughs> Punching is always fun. It was kind of a weird punch, to be honest. I know we're joking about talking about the punch quality and all that. But like, you know, usually when you have punches, there's like each punch out has its own individual space frame. and you push on and frame. This one here, all nine punches for each of the fossils were just like a crisscross cut. So, like, you touch the middle one and the whole, like, middle just collapses Everything in, like, and Everything fell out at fell once. It fell out. And then you have to pick them up and twist them apart a little bit because they're perforated punches. <laughs> so, Ed, every, Ed hates that. Yeah. So all,
0: so basically, components that were comparable to Mad King Ludwig's, were yeah, edition. almost.
1: Oh, yeah, sadly, almost yeah. better. The
0: comparisons
2: here are enormous.
0: <laughs> so Got no, them. in case you missed the sarcasm, these are just <laughs> flat cardboard pieces. They're pretty thin, but I wouldn't call them flimsy. Yeah, um, no, they were, you know, cool. yeah,
3: just short of that. Yep.
0: and you placed them on the board loose. So okay. they wiggled all over the place. It was a
1: nine by nine board, and you had to place them all these squares pretty close to each other. So it wasn't easy to like place them and then pick them up and not move everything around.
2: Uh, and turn off your ceiling fan because you know it's you're gonna have these <laughs> things move in an yeah. instant all over the
1: place. Yeah. Yep.
3: And lock
0: the
1: yeah. cat out or of the room. Quite
3: that light, but yeah, yeah,
1: it's close to that. Yeah, I would say yeah, right, just just shy of that, just shy of that. They weren't the worst. Thicknesses. I'll will give them that.
0: Yeah, and and yeah, not cat friendly. Not nope. not even Celeste friendly. No, we saw. That. No, not
2: even uh, us. The rest of us friendly. I think yeah. we all wound up yeah. g- reaching bump, for something and kind of bumping Moving a bunch pieces, of stuff we didn't mean yeah. to
1: bump. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. All right, and Mike wants to talk about how much he loved the
1: scoreboard.
0: Oh, my God, guys.
1: I got to tell you, serpentine scoreboards are absolutely the best, especially when you're moving the (laughs) score up and down. You're spending (laughs) down and then moving (laughs) up and then lapping over to over 100, and then, oh, my God, it was killing me. I hate serpentine so much. I think Uh, every time. I
3: prefer it over just to keep up, because otherwise you have to go to the ground and move all the way to the top and keep going down. Way better.
0: I I think that
1: (laughs) at least you're moving in the same direction every time the score changes like oh if I'm this part of the serpentine and my score goes down I got to move this direction oh but if it goes up and I'm in the other one I'm going in the same direction as I went when I went down no and they didn't have every number on there was every fifth (laughs) number every fifth number right (laughs) couldn't I mean
2: that was horrible what happened? They get charged per number? I mean, what, I don't couldn't know. They, couldn't they print? Them?
1: <laughs> yeah, the oh, print's man. the same, whether you put 100 numbers on there or, you know, oh 20 numbers on there. It, it and was the... so
0: hard. I think every time we somebody score changed, we had to, we misordered the score. Every single time yeah. we went the
1: wrong direction. Oh, you gained five points? Oh, I'm sorry. You lost five points because you're on the other side of Is the screen. team. Is that up or team. down?
2: Wait, yeah. which direction am so I going?
3: That maybe wasn't the best idea to make you the scorekeeper.
2: <laughs> no, no, Ed, that's where you're wrong. We wouldn't so, be having this wonderful conversation right now yeah. if well, Mike also, wasn't the scorekeeper.
0: we can't all be Ed. I mean, if I it requires Ed yeah. to keep
1: the score properly, then there's something wrong with the score yeah. <laughs> well, Or how do you know I wasn't messing it up on purpose just so I don't have to be the scorekeeper next time? I mean, what should have (laughs) happened is
2: each player should have had their own little game uh, track to keep track of their own score. That probably would have been better. Yeah. Instead that, instead of making it all part of the same board in which, you know, again, you push one little thing and the whole board gets messed up. And that mm-hmm. goes double for these scoring yeah. cubes. I mean, they're basically Euro cubes
1: mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you go
2: to move one of those things. You wind up pushing Celeste. Where was she? Was she on 55 or 85? I don't remember. It's right next <laughs> to each other. Yeah, because the
1: score is that swingy, right? Oh, <laughs> well, there's that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. Enough of that. Enough All right. That. Do
0: we know why it's Game of the Year? Who gave that award, Ed? Do you know? <laughs>
3: it was the Games Magazine Game of the Year award was in 1999. It? Is
1: Real Grand Games in charge of Games Magazine?
3: Uh I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I don't asking so. question. that question. Beer's uh, checking. Okay. I
0: it's mean, a- guys, in 1998, the games were not that good this might have been okay.
1: I mean, there are some classics, but yeah, there wasn't the amount of games to compare it to, maybe, at that point.
2: Well, I mean, it did have a mechanism that, you know, I haven't seen really before, in which you've got basically, you got the grid, it's 9 by Mm 9 and you have two stones, and uh, you move you move one of the two stones orthogonally in order to determine which piece you're going to pick up so that that that's a mecha- that you know okay yeah. i don't see that mechanism every day
1: yeah no, and every every cool. space you move away from the spot you were already in that has a piece on it you pay a point like you yeah, pay you one of your to, points in so that, that right. i thought i'll give you credit for sure evan that or i won't give you credit but yep. i will recognize that give the game credit comment. give the game credit for it because uh that is a clever mechanic that i wouldn't mind stealing it's pretty cool
0: yeah, it, it gave you choices, more choices than one mm-hmm. piece, you know. Yeah. So I guess it's a little Ludo-y in that respect, right? Mm-hmm. So Because you get multiple pieces to move, but only a limited space to move them
1: in. Right, so, yeah. But it's not know. random. You're making choices there, which is even better than Ludo. Yeah. And
2: there's and, a cost there associated were, with every yeah. move, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can zip across yeah, the board. Nine spaces is going to cost you nine points. Yep.
0: Yeah, Ed, yeah, what did Donald you think of that? I think
3: it was interesting where it's like, okay, you can go farther, but it'll cost you victory points. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That was interesting. Yep. That was interesting. Uh, And it was painful to try and <laughs> decide what to do. But honestly, I found that spending did get you stuff. Oh, so absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't be shy about spending four points to get to something that's going to give you later on. Oh, yeah. 24 points because there's a
1: multiplier there yeah Yeah. right it's a multiplier so if you have three symbols on a card you know it's going to be multiplied by two more points than the normal like piece of one would be so yeah, it, it, it and that
0: mul- yeah that multiplier makes for a heck of a swingy game, Woo-hoo, right, Evan? Yeah. Oh my it gosh.
2: Uh, yeah, because uh, and, so how- and, and don't
3: forget the negative point for not oh, being a member man. of the, the fossil scoring.
1: Yeah, it's not only negative; so- it's a swing of yeah. negative points. Go
2: ahead, yeah. Evan. Tell so us so get about the this: swing. nine yeah. tiles. Right, you need nine. Not- there are nine tiles that complete the fossil. In one of one of those fossils is a thir- is worth thirteen points. There's thirteen points among those nine tiles. If you're the player Celeste who gets all nine no, no, of those, it was Mike. He got oh, was it. Mike? I got oh, I'm it. sorry, yeah, Mike. I got it. Yeah, yeah,
1: Nine
2: I'm times thirteen. Baby. Okay, there you go. Hundred and what seventeen points there. Yeah, it was a plus in addition the additional points because no other player. Was able to get one of those tiles, what? so you got nine extra points per player, yep.
1: and every other player lost nine points. It was, it was like, like hundred fifty
2: points, yeah. points in, yeah. one, in 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 for completing one fossil.
1: That's an tower. insane yeah. swing oh and yeah. an exactly.
0: unnecessary bonus and
1: penalty. I know, totally
0: unnecessary. It makes right. that
1: steamroller happen, you know, where yeah. I've got a bunch of points and a bunch of other people lost points and gave them to me. It's like a huge. Like, steamroller effect on Mike that.
2: went from, like, four points. He was almost at zero. Yeah,
1: I was low. <laughs>
2: to, like, beyond runaway. 170 or something. points
1: or something like that. Yeah, like yeah that. I,
3: I came close to hitting the bottom. I think I was at two points. Yeah, I had almost I had the out. score And the worst thing about bottoming out, because every action cost points, if you reach zero... You cannot take a turn until you gain points somehow.
1: (laughs) Yep. And you only can gain points by having a part of a fossil that's formed. So if nobody closes anything, you're sitting there taking no turns. Just sitting there. It's the worst.
0: (laughs) And it's unnecessary. I mean, a few scoring tweaks could have made this game a lot tighter.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the score was so all over the place. Um, Did we
0: talk about the symbols? So, okay, so the symbols <laughs> had like uh, yeah. one, two, and three, right? <laughs> one one symbol was on there or two symbols. Uh, they were the same symbol. So it's one circle, two circle, three circles. Yeah, shells. Or one keyhole, one, yeah, two. Exactly. So we call them keyholes, circles. You know, we don't know. We don't we
1: know what the real names. words. Yeah, We should know uh, because it is a symbol of the picture that the fossil makes. But, you know. Well,
2: some things were obvious. Right. I mean, yeah. stars were stars. But then there was right. like three squiggly lines. Like, so, you know? uh, right. Yeah. So that was the problem. three
0: squiggly lines equaled one symbol <laughs> right. and yet yeah. they made it three bad different choice. things that bad was bad very six
1: nine squigglies is a three-pointer yeah yeah there,
2: yeah there was also another symbol that had like i don't know like a telephone signal st- you know cell phone signal strength meter it, it was a trial thing yeah. is that
1: what it was nah. no. yeah, they
3: trying to make it look a little like the the fossil yeah yeah they
1: they tried like they the, tried yeah like the the anim- the ammonite which is a shell you know like a snail looking shell it was just a swirl, you know mm-hmm. what I mean?
2: They could have tried harder.
1: They should yeah, have tried harder. The sure. colors were close to each other, too, on some of them. Oh, so. my gosh, like yeah. lost, yeah. Beige yeah. on beige, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> lots beige <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, lots of beige. Lots of beige,
3: yeah. It, 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 it was scientifically, the, the, the art looked neat, but and mm-hmm. not
1: necessarily the most engaged. Clarity-wise, yeah, too.
3: Okay, explorers, it's
0: time to dig <laughs> up or bury
3: fossil. Ed? It's an okay uh, shut collection game, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, It's neat seeing the little fossils, you know. Uh, not exactly high excitement though, <laughs> and uh, pretty much the same comment for the gameplay itself. No, it's kind of neat seeing the how the movement go, but good maybe uh, for <laughs> a light casual <laughs> game. But ultimately, um, not that much interest in playing again. Mm. So I'm just going to give it a very light berry. Has
0: yeah. Ed ever heavily buried anything? Yeah, he's buried Maybe a couple the Geronimo things. Oh gosh, yeah. deep in the
1: earth.
2: And oh my never gosh! Be, yeah, <laughs> he comes Some up with a couple big trivia long games, and I think King oh, yeah. Kong. <laughs> game,
0: <but. laughs> yeah, Geronimo, I seem <laughs> to remember. Yeah. Okay.
1: race. Mike, I like the way the tiles were selected each turn with the two stones. I might even steal that mechanic for a prototype. It's pretty cool. But other than that, there's not much else interesting going on here. You know, even with the science going on here, it's still kind of just bored me a little bit um maybe i'd play it again with somebody who was into it but honestly i have to just bury it for myself
2: evan oh here comes the echo i'm about to repeat what basically what everyone else said (laughs) all right fossil had its moments such as the movement of the rocks around the board to collect the pieces that's a different mechanic than i've seen before the game itself did not hold much in the way of excitement Mm. And the theme was lacking in gameplay. This could have been anything. It didn't even have to be fossils, frankly. So outright bury it. Game of the year. Mm. Bury it.
0: (laughs) I fear that if we had gone two weeks between playing this game and recording this episode, I would have forgotten the Mm. game. Ooh, good good point. Yeah, it's not memorable at all. Um, It doesn't. There is no theme informing play here. May- maybe just the tiniest bit where you're actually putting fossil pieces together. I guess. Um, sure. But yeah, but it, we didn't like, even do
1: that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, you're them right. yeah, We did. Mike, you're totally <laughs> we, right. We
0: didn't you're build t- the pictures. Okay, yeah, no, never mind. Bury it. I was trying. I was trying to. Say. <laughs> oh
1: wow! Uh, what Damn cool it.
0: fossils have you oh, cool. seen? Let us know. We're at <laughs> <laughs> which came first. on all social media (laughs) that brings us to the end of our show we look forward to hearing from you we would love to hear from you we are on discord we are on social media give us a shout out we're always happy to chat if you have a chance please leave us a like rating or review anywhere where you get this podcast it really helps others find the show Happy gaming,
3: explorers. Climb every mountain. <laughs> there are lots of little swans swimming around king castle.
1: I'm a little bit old, but don't call me a fossil.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, boomer.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I wonder what a board game fossil would look like. Mm.
2: We'll find out in a million years. <laughs> I'll be there.